What's going on guys, XFLadroids here and Still Gaming Radio, and today I'm going to be talking to you guys about the Game Awards. Originally this was going to be a topic on the Brothers of the Dark podcast with my brother and a couple of his friends, but with our schedules and the Game Awards fast approaching, we will not be able to do that. So I decided to do a solo episode here on my own channel, and we shall talk about what is going to win what awards here today. Alrighty, so now without further ado, let's get right into the episode. As an addendum to the first episode, I'll only be covering the game awards themselves. I will not be covering a majority of the esports awards. The only thing I'll probably cover is the best esports game, and then from community awards, probably content creator of the year. And speaking of esports, we'll be talking about best esports game of the year. So, let's take a look at what contenders we have today. We have CSGO, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. So, uh, I'm going to keep it 100 with you, Chief. We take it Fortnite off the list off rip. Because, no. Even though they added tournament mode, tournament's only been here for a little bit. And it's not like it's like a huge thing. I swear to God, people really have lost their minds if this game wins fucking game of the um. I keep saying game of the year, wins esports game of the year. But let's see what else we have. We have CS:GO, which is always a very fun thing to watch. I've been watching a lot of CS:GO videos this year because I've been getting really interested in it. Whether it be just comedy videos from like Fits or any of the Misfits, I guess. And also, oh, um, well, this still Overwatch, so that's still a contender as well. And I don't hear that much from Dota, so I don't know if that would be that big. But all I'm saying is Fortnite needs to get off this list right now, because I'm calling bullshit if that wins. I'm calling the biggest bullshit if that wins. So out of all of these, Fortnite's off the list. I'm probably going to take Overwatch off the list, because Overwatch has been here for a while and it has been doing well, but considering all of these other ones that constantly be at the top of their game overwatch tends to fall off every once in a while so i feel like out of all these it'll, it'll come down between cs and league next we'll be going to community awards and that's going to be cute uh, content creator of the year so, for our contenders, we have Dr. Lupo, TSM Myth, Ninja, Pokimane, and Willy Rex. Gotta be honest, no clue who Willy Rex is. I kind of want to look into him a little bit more, mostly just the fact that I want to see what kind of content he creates. But, do you guys see a... <laughs> do you guys see a, uh, a pattern? here with all these people three out of the five at least to my knowledge are all fortnite streamers but i'm not gonna 
hold that against them. Fortnite has blown up a lot within this year, so I'm not gonna give them shit because, oh my god, it's all Fortnite streamers. Like, no, these are still good streamers in their own right. Even though, personally, I could care less when it comes to ninja streams. If you ask me why, I'm not gonna know why. I just don't want, I would just would not show up in his stream whatsoever. I'll see him in a YouTube video when he's playing with, with basically I do work or Marcel. But besides that, I, I, I don't know. I don't really show up to talk to Lupo streams that often. I usually just kind of catch any highlights. And this, this man, this man is like the most wholesome person I've seen. Like, he's a really nice person. I actually feel like if I actually met this man, he honestly give, dab me up and we could have like a really good conversation. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't really heard much about myths since like the beginning of the of the year like the last time i heard about him was like in marcel's video yesterday and he like showed up in marcel's stream while he was streaming at hq but and then we have pokemon i i'm gonna be i have no clue who this is i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't go on twitch that often i only like go to twitch when i either think I'm going to stream and never do or to watch one of my friends stream because I like to watch me some Friday the 13th but out of all these people most because of the hype of Fortnite in general it's either going to come down to Ninja or Dr. Lupo okay now on to actual games <laughs> Uh, and oh, I, I'm starting off on a bad one, because <laughs> I have been keeping up with any of these games. Uh, this is best debut any game, and that is Donut County, Florence, Moss, Messenger, and Yoku's Island Express. Literally no clue what Yoku's Island of the Messenger, Moss, and Donut County. I do not know anything about Florence. God, I really should do more research before I do these things. <laughs> but I'm going off of based on impressions alone. And I mean like first impressions. I've heard a lot about Donut County. I've heard a lot about the Messenger, but in all honesty, I don't feel Messenger would be that big. Mostly because most people kind of do look at it as kind of a Ninja Gaiden, like their version of Ninja Gaiden, which I kind of agree with after seeing a little bit of gameplay of it. Whereas Donut County is more just like, it's just a fun, relaxing game that you can just sit down and just play around with. So I feel like when it comes to indie games, Donut County will take it. Now, glossing over me completely skipping student game, because no... Just know, I'm skipping over that, please, just, please. We're going over to best multiplayer game. So, when it comes to multiplayer games, we have, obviously, Black Ops 4. We have Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves. Okay, off rip, off rip, we're taking off Sea of Thieves. I don't know how the fuck that got that got one but we're taking it off i understand the game could have 
fucking pulled a siege and been complete shit at first and it got better but that was oh that game almost hit no man's sky level <laughs> not very close but close in general that almost hit no man's sky level of you said this is gonna be like a very fun experience for you and your friends it was completely boring as shit and we barely got like a couple days of content out of it so that's getting take off the list immediately monster of the world it is been a good year but i do not think monster hunter world will rise will rise to like the top to get the award if anything the biggest contenders are going to be the top three two of them being triple a titles one is being a free-to-play game but i'm gonna be honest i don't think destiny should be on here not because i think the game's bad but mostly just because I don't feel it makes sense just because you changed a lot of shit with the game. A DLC shouldn't be considered a home game. Because when you literally have to put Destiny 2 quote colon Forsaken, you have to specify Forsaken, that is not okay. <laughs> so, I think it's pro- and with all the shit that's going on with Call of Duty, like, people are- not happy with COD right now, so unfortunately, I think if it's not Call of Duty, it's probably going to be between Destiny and Fortnite, because even though Des Destiny is a good game, I personally, I can't, I can't look at, at Fortnite and say that is the best multiplayer game. It is a game that you can play with friends, sure, but I'm when I think multiplayer, I don't think of Battle Royale. And that's the my other issue with Fortnite is the fact that everyone's always mad about Fortnite and at the fact that Fortnite Save the World is kind of just on the back burner. But that's my issue with it. Whereas with Destiny 2, it shouldn't be you talk about this game specifically as a DLC, but when you have Fortnite, that's literally two comp complete different entities. One is a defense, like a... Uh, resources and management and tower defense kind of game and then a battle royale that's where you should draw the line because if we're talking both parties together Fortnite can kind of work that way but everyone knows they're talking about battle royale when you say Fortnite so it's kind of of an kind of like a kind of a bullshit move to just put like to roll up Fortnite all in one there but, alright, if I had to choose a definitive winner, because I've been noticing, I've been living it up to two, but if I had to pick a definitive winner out of all of these, no one the fucking community is going to be Fortnite. <laughs> and with the next section, we're going to be talking about sports and racing games. I'm actually surprised I don't see an NFL title here, but who knows? Maybe NFL took a break this year, maybe they didn't. Who the hell knows? Well, for competitors, we have FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, Pro and Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. I'm going to be honest, just for shits and giggles, I'm going to say Mario Tennis Aces is going to win it. Why? Because fucking Nintendo. <laughs> Go 
glossing over how I also skip strategy. I am not a strategic person, so I am not qualified to fucking guess anything there. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is uh, going to be fun. Well, next we have Best Family Game, which the competitors are probably mostly going to be Nintendo, like they usually are. We have Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo, Nintendo Labo, Nintendo, oh, Overcooked 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. I feel Super Mario Party is not going to win it, mostly because even though it is a family game, most people would, not, would probably be like, I like Mario Party, but the fact that we literally just get mini games and not the boards is kind of bullshit, but okay. Um, Starlink, I heard a lot of good things about, so that is actually tender. Overcooked is actually a really good, is a good family game, but that's mostly if you're trying to, like, literally argue with your family and yell at each other as you're playing this game, because it's literally just, hey, we're chefs, and we have to pretty much direct each other, like we're all Gordon Ramsay trying to command another Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so, I feel like that would be fun. I actually, Nintendo level kind of died as it came out, because again... A lot of money for some fucking cardboard. So, I would say, out of all these, I actually personally do think that it would be Mario Tennis Aces, because playing ten... Let's all go back to the Wii. What was the first game we played with our family when we got that Wii? Wii Sports. What's the first game you touched when you got on there? Mar, don't lie and tell me you did not go on tennis and beat your family's ass in that game. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble with the best fighting game. Well, we have us contenders today. We have Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighters, Soul Calibur 6, and Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition. And as my general rule of thumb, I usually say if it's pretty much just like a tweaked version of the game, you already had your time to say buddy. So, sorry, Soul um, not Soul Calibur, Street Fighter 5, you're just getting pushed on out of this conversation when it comes to soul caliber 6 i only believe it's very popular because of obviously it's soul caliber everyone loves themselves from soul, soul caliber but mostly because of the character creation i don't think that's really a reason to give this best fighting game if anything that'll just be like just best create character creation that'd be a weird weird one um, and then the last two would be Dragon Ball Fighters and Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle. They're both made by Arxis, so it's a win for them any either way. So I believe it would be more Dragon Ball Fighters because more DLC has come out with the game over the year. It's been out, and when it comes to Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle, there's not much exposure has gone for that game besides the fact that oh, Ruby Cares are with it are in it, and they kind of gave that that's like a big boost for them and Rooster Teeth in general. Yes, I'm aware that I skipped over RPGs because I do not know a single one of those games. So we're skipping over to Action Adventure, best Action Adventure game. What we have for contenders is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Spider-Man PS4, Red Dead, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. 
I think Shadow Tomb is too fairly new, and same with Red Dead, but considering how I know most people would actually love to just throw Red Dead on top of for everything, I still feel Shadow the Tomb Raider wouldn't do as well compared to these other options. So it's left down to Red Dead, Marvel, Spider-Man, God of War, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've heard, heard a lot of good things about all four of these games. I own two of these games. I do not own God of War, Assassin's Creed, but I do own Spider-Man and Red Dead. I haven't finished the entire story of Red Dead, but knowing the internet, I have been spoiled completely and utterly. <laughs> so I already know how the entire story of that goes. I 100 percented Spider-Man once, then my PS4 broke and I had to do it all over again. And this is not counting the DLCs either. So, so it's just Spider-Man from beginning to end, no DLC. So let's see. I would say out of the four of these, I would probably knock out Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Because even though I do like Assassin's Creed, I am a fan of Assassin's Creed. But Jesus Christ, I, I, it's kind of like the same thing they did with Origins. I'm not a fan of how they pretty much decided we're going to remove the entirety of like how the game originally was. And it also pisses me off how Assassin's Creed Odyssey is now also getting a DLC to say, well, this is when we got the Hidden Blade around this timeline. like, well, that would have been nice. I'd rather you guys just explain that instead of just being like, oh, yeah, we just didn't put the hidden blade in the game because reasons <laughs> but uh, it's something about i'm not gonna be like hey if you want a chance to use the hidden blade again you're gonna have to cough up some money for some dlc my friend like I'm, I'm good i'm good i don't care if you gave us the first dlc for free i'm good god of war it was actually very nice to instead of going back to the hack and slash god of war we're used to instead of going to a more story-focused, third-person action-adventure game. So, I feel like um, God of War has, t has taken a huge step up from what it usually was. But, considering that it was more linear storytelling than anything, mind, this is about action-adventure and not story, so I would have to give God of War a pass. In terms of how fun the games are, we have Marvel Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2. So... It's a very big toss-up, because Red Dead Redemption and Spider-Man are two completely different animals. Spider-Man, you're a super-powered, you're a superhero swinging around New York City, saving people and fighting crime, whereas Red Dead Redemption 2, you're an outlaw on the run from, from the Pinkertons, while also still trying to be a somewhat decent human being. Oh, but if I had to choose one of these guys... I love the homie Spidey. I love the homie Spidey. Shut up, computer. <laughs> I love the homie Spidey, but I really feel like Red Dead would take it. Okay, so this one's actually very interesting. We're now on to best action game, and contenders are Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. Okay, I love me some Mega Man. I love Mega Man. It's kind of where my the name Axel came from. 
Don't judge me. I actually did enjoy Mega Man X7. I w- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was my first PS2 Mega Man game. Don't judge me, please. <laughs> I know it was terrible. But um, I don't think that compared to these other ones, it would win best action game. I don't think Far Cry 5 would either, to be honest. So that would leave Dead Cells, BO4, and Destiny. Oof. Again, all these were Black Ops 4. I don't think many people are going to be supporting it at the moment. So that would kind of leave it between Dead Cells and Destiny. And Dead Cells does have a lot of replayability due to it being a roguelike. I still don't believe it would hold up as a really... Like, the best is a really good one. And I do suggest people who have not tried it to at least give it a shot if you know someone who owns it. And then Destiny, they've gotten better. They've gotten better. Plus, their DLC's coming out on the 4th. Well, literally tomorrow. So... I, I, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to this, it's going to come down between Destiny and and Call of Duty because those are the two big ones. But... I, In my opinion, if I wanted to choose which one would win, I would actually say Destiny. I've, I, I have not played Destiny or Call of Duty for weeks. <laughs> but honestly, if I had to pick which one I had to play right now, gun to my head, I'd probably pick Destiny. And then probably get shot in the face. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. On to best mobile game. We have Donut County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns Game of Thrones. I feel Reigns Game of Thrones... Uh, is a little too early to the party to really get too much consideration, but considering it's uh, its competitors with literally being PUBG and Fortnite, mm, let's just be honest, put everything away and just leave PUBG and Fortnite there, because that's what most people are going to be flogging to. Hmm, do I want to play PUBG on mobile or do I want to play Fortnite on mobile? I feel like out of everything, um, PUBG is not as optimal on console or even on PC. Um, at least as from like early when it first started, but I feel Fortnite just off rip does a lot better, so I feel like most people will flock to that. I understand this one was really quick, but let's be honest, it's mobile, and I only play like Dragon Ball Legends and probably Slash Mobs because I'm still back in 2016. Now onto best independent game. Contenders, we have Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of Oberdin, and The Messenger. I'm gonna say now, push off Messenger, push off Oberdin. And then we have Into the Breach, Dead Cells, and Celeste. I'm probably gonna push off Into the Breach as well, because let's be honest, the two base contenders would be Celeste and Dead Cells. Dead Cells is actually a really good really good action rogue roguelike where celeste is more of a um a platformer like a really difficult like soon be boy kind of platformer which is not insanely difficult but it's like if you make a mistake you will have to repeat the room and then just continue on from there which is actually really nice considering how you have to like be very specific with your jumps but dead cells is literally just hey it's <laughs> i hate doing this because this has been a meme for so long it is like a Dark Souls game. It's like you get your roles. You, it's 
literally what Dark Souls is is like a full like a 3D roguelike essentially. But it's really fun. I really did enjoy it when I played it, and I enjoyed my time with Celeste with the little I had. So I would say out of all out of all these, Dead Cells would probably take this. Next is Games for in Impact. For a thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning or message, I'm going to just not just read them off. 1111, Memories Retold, Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, and The Missing, J.J. Macfield, and The Islands of Memories. I'm knocking off everything except Life is Strange and Celeste. <laughs> I love Life is Strange, I love the first one, and I love the first episode of the second. But also comparing it to the entire message of Celeste, I personally think that Celeste would win this one. Now something that's not based solely on the game itself. We're going into best performance. Contenders, we have Brian Deckard as Connor from... Detroit Become Human, which I really did enjoy that game. Christopher Judge as Kratos. The homie Kratos. We have Melissa Thimahot as Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan from Red Dead 2. And Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker from Marvel's Spider-Man. Again, I played, I played most of these games. I didn't play Odyssey, but... Uh, obviously, you don't really need to play the games to hear the performances. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to cross off Assassin's Creed, and I'm going to cross off Yuri Lowenthal as Peter. The reason why I'm crossing off Yuri Lowenthal as Peter is because it's something that we've seen multiple times. He's played Spider-Man, he's played Peter on multiple occasions, so it's something that's not really new. And I also do like seeing Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, because, well, it's someone we haven't seen before. I've never heard of this man. I don't know what other games he's done or if this is his first gig, but regardless, Jesus Christ, this man is amazing. I really did like Arthur's voice and how he was able to convey his feelings through such a gruff and gritty voice, same as David Hater did with Solid Snake. I'm not comparing the two characters or the voice actors, just making an observation. We, then we still have Christopher Judge as Kratos, which I really did enjoy, but uh, I, I like I like Kratos. But considering he's still kind of the same person, like he's good for who he is and how he portrays Kratos. But I, out of all these characters, I kind of could care less when it comes to Kratos. So what does that leave us with? It leaves us with Brian Deckard as Connor. It leaves us with and Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. So, it literally depend. Who do you like better? Do you like the... Oh, Jesus Christ. As you know, no. I'm gonna have to go in with Brian Deckard in this one. Mostly because of the fact that when it comes to Connor and Detroit Become Human, it is one of those choose-your-own kind of deals, kind of like with Heavy Rain and L.A. Noir. So... Kind of seeing how Brian as Connor goes from an obedient, at least in my playthrough, in my playthrough, goes from an obedient android when it comes to comes to cyber life 
to an actual person who was able to help his his own people and try and make everything peaceful and everything and everything goes back to the way it should or how it should be with Rangers having having their own rights and everything it's really nice i i kind of like that instead of i'm a gruff outlaw that's also a nice person we if i wanted to see that i could see that in a number of different movies played by other actors but i don't really see this kind of character enough so i think it's more of a combination of the performance and the actual character itself as to why i would pick brian deckard for best performance i mean come on it's Detroit Become Human, you have to admit, like, if you didn't like anything else from that goddamn game, you'd like Connor. Like, if you'd like Connor, and then maybe you like Marcus. Presented by Dolby. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. And uh, let's see what we have for contenders. We have Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead 2. I'm going to scratch everything off this goddamn list besides Red Dead 2 and fucking Forza Horizon 4. Because Forza Horizon 4, these are both really grounded games, so you can't really fuck up sound design when it comes to these really grounded types of games. Because, well, Call of Duty is somewhat grounded. No, we have futuristic weaponry. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. It's not count. Forza Horizon 4, you're literally driving in model cars that we do have to, um, to this day. And Red Dead, it's literally just, we're back in 1899. Why does Spider-Man not count? Spider-Man counts, but considering you're also a dude who's wearing a spider costume, swinging through the air, half the time you're really hearing just the actual like wind in your head and through your ears and probably like sirens off at a distance that you can't really mess up too terribly like what i'm looking for when it comes to audio design is kind of like just even like the more janky ones would be acceptable like let's go back to dead space the dead space series rest, rest their soul um <laughs> If we took something, like say if Dead Space was on here, I'd probably pick Dead Space just for like the little small things, like the the foam finger. Cause come on, even if you like um, how someone would pick over Call of Duty, what would you pick Call of Duty for? It's literally just running and shooting. But it was also about how good the guns sound, how more real, like how well it it was done. Cause in all honesty, if they wanted to just be say fuck it, they could have just took old sound bites from other games and just and put them into other guns because data limits but uh but no they decided to make all their guns different kind of like how most world war ii games do that's why we usually get that ding every time we use an m14 that's why we usually um in dead space for example foam figure instead of an actual like a giant shockwave of like destruction blows up blows up a necromorph it's just isaac's just going bang bang pew pew because it's literally what he's doing. It's not like it's a foam finger that's literally just magically destroying everything. You can't really just give that an actual noise. It's literally just, it's a foam finger. I'm going to point it at you and I say bang and you did. That's what it works. 
So when it comes down to both of these, um, it's more gritty realism when it comes to Red Dead and Forza Horizon 4. And I know most of you are probably thinking, like, I didn't even thought them actually put Forza Horizon anywhere because he doesn't do racing games. I'm looking at these kind of objectively, not really based off of my own my own experiences with them. Because Lord knows, I can't drive for the shit. That's why I don't play racing games. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of looking at this realistically. So, out of all of these, I probably think that Forza Horizon would win for best audio design. Because even though you are in in um, 1899 and trying to work things out as you thought they would work, it's a bit, it's still a bit janky because it's audio design. Because, like, like, say you're watching it yourself, it doesn't even really sound like you're watching. It's only you're, like, kind of just scratching, scratching your arms, scratching your legs, things of that nature. But, um, yeah, I would say out of all of these, Forza Horizon 4 would, bet, would win Best Audio Design. Now to on one of my more personally favorite topics. Best Score Slash Music, presented by Spotify. So, contenders, we have Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, and Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead 2. Out of all these, I'm gonna scratch everything except Spider-Man, Red Dead, and motherfucking Celeste. Because Celeste's music was goddamn amazing. Kind of like how I lost my shit last year when they were like, what's the best music? My nigga, it better be Persona 5. <laughs> but... If anything, if I had to pick out of these three, Celeste, Spider-Man, and Red Dead... I have to go with Red Dead, because when I hear the music in Red Dead, like, the usual station music is not that, it's not, it's like, alright, it's a good background music as we're going through a mission, or, like, it's really intense, and I'm actually, like, getting hyped up, but it's usually when you get those actual, like, vocal songs during, like, after a, like, really, like, long ride, and, like, a very intense moment just happened, or something really sad happened it actually hits you, like, really in the feels. Like, limiting the amount of vocal tracks they have actually, like, makes it more of an impact when they show up. It's like, oh, shit just got real, or shit is about to go down. Now we're going on to Best Art Direction. I legit just spent five minutes explaining my reasons <laughs> and I realized I never hit record. Shit. <laughs> so now we're going to try this again. It's good. We're mostly going to be talking about like um, my top three here. So we have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We have God of War, Octopath, Red Dead, and Return Oberdin. My top three are going to be Red Dead, Octopath, and... Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm mostly going to back off of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey because even though it is a really huge open world and they're able to keep that consistent with all the quality in that game, but it's the fact of the actual art style that's going on with Octopath Traveler that keeps me more interested in that. So that's why Octopath is my number two and Red Dead is my number one at the moment. So I would say out of all of these, I would say that... uh. Out of both of these, I would say Red Dead wins, mostly because of the fact that there's so much little details on that goes on in that game, like anything from 
anything from like you talking to certain people like there are some people that you would not expect to be in this game i firmly believe that people from Roosters are in this game because i remember i went to a train station once and i swore the fuck i heard jeff ramsey and what and valentine when you go into that town i swear to you when you go to the bathhouse that man is is jack patillo I, I swear to you i don't care if you guys don't believe me but the amount of like different people he had to get for that game to voice different people even if they got like some t people do the same person here or there or you might even come across a person from like a bigger town i could probably go to valentine and then run to some that same person over in Saint Denis one day or somewhere in strawberry so i would say like just on the fact of the amount of minor details that goes on in the game I would say it's Red Dead, but if we're just going on strictly on art style alone, it would definitely be Octopath. But since we're going on technical marvels and things of that nature, it's going to be Red Dead. Now, on to best narrative. For our standing storytelling and narrative development in the game. We have Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead 2. So, I'm going to say it now, I'm removing Spider-Man from that list, because Jesus Christ, we I'm not giving an award to Best Narrative to a story we have heard literally many times. I understand that, oh no, it's eight years later, but it's like, no, but essentially, it's eight years later, but also the pretty much the entirety of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Just accept the train thing. I know. No, no. He tried the train thing and then made a reference to it. So, no. Yeah, pretty much Spider-Man 2, except which is a cup with a new villain instead of Dr. Octopus until, like, the very end. And then a few different tweaks and things that we pretty much just suspected. I felt like when it came to Spider-Man's storytelling, it felt like it tried to cram different elements from different movies into it. So the whole Mary Jane and Peter not talking to each other, the whole like thing with Dr. Dr. Octopus, the whole thing with, um, no, I don't believe, actually, no, I don't know if I, in any of the movies, no, none of the movies, uh, Osmond was mayor, at least to my knowledge. I didn't watch the first Amazing Spider-Man, so I don't know. But, yeah, pretty much, it's like, just a bunch of different elements from either the comics or the, or the movies. It kind of like, which I do appreciate how it kind of took the entire, the entire like library of Spider-Man movies and kind of like make it work in that universe but still it's not as good as it should be so if I had to make a top three it would definitely be Detroit it would definitely be Detroit Life is Strange 2 and Red Dead and I'm actually gonna skip Red Dead out on that other the top two because well it's out of the when it comes to these three no no you can fight me I love this I love them the story for both of these games but no you can you can fight me on that <laughs> not out of all three of these red is not the best narrative <laughs> it's a good it's a good like like coming of age well not coming of age story for john marston but it's more like we get to see what john marston did before the red dead one and also we also get to see like, what, what exactly happened? Like, what caused all the entire entirety of this game to fall apart that was so close to a family? Yeah, but that's... 
it seems kind of like a plot for a western that's probably already been made at some point. <laughs> but, um, but like I said, if we're talking about narrative, I, I don't know. I like Life is Strange too, but I can't, I'm still hung up on the entire story of Detroit, so I would have to say Detroit wins. Best Game Direction Awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative visions and innovation in game direction and design. Alright, we have A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead 2. Alright, off rip, I'm skipping Red Dead, I'm skipping Spider-Man, and I'm gonna skip Detroit Become Human. Because these all, they're innovative, but not as much as these other two. So considering how God of War literally did a complete genre change, I would say it really does contend to give, to get game direction. And then A Way Out is actually a cool, dyna like, dynamic way of doing, like, a split-screen kind of idea. Because everyone always complained about how most games don't do split-screen anymore. You can do that, but it doesn't be a pain in the ass about it. If you do online, it's going to be split screen. It can only be played with two people as well. So you have to have a friend to experience this with you. It's not going to be like, hey, I need someone to play Resident Evil 5 with me. And I'm going to force someone to play Resident Evil 5 with me. But, but I don't have to. But it's like, I have to have someone with me. Like, someone has to experience these decisions with me. And I feel like with the twists and turns that come in that game. And the decisions that you actually do come, come to... You do need, like, a partner with that. So I actually do have to say that A Way Out would probably win this. Like, just just A Way Out wins this shit free. I don't care. Like, you can fight me. If, it, if something else doesn't win, that you're just wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. Coming down to the end of this, boys and girls, we are coming up to Best Ongoing Game, awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that involves the player experience over time. We have Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, off rip, I'm taking Overwatch out of this shit. It was bullshit when it won last time, it's gonna be bullshit if it wins this time. Cause come on, I think out of this year they added maybe three fucking characters and nothing else has happened. They did some reworks, I am aware of this, but for fuck's sake, adding characters and reworks, aka fixing shit that is broken as hell, or balancing the game, should it get give you an award for that. That's what you're supposed to do. Come on. If we're talking like DLC and stuff, fine. If anything, I'm like, if I had to put a top three for these, I'd probably have to pick, pick Destiny 2, Fortnite, and fucking No Man's Sky. Cause actually, no, 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 no. You know what? No, no, can't, I can't. My top three is actually gonna switch. It's gonna be No Man's Sky, Destiny 2, and I would say Siege. It has to be Siege. Cause actually no, I don't even know if I can put Siege. Oh god, this is actually difficult. Fuck. <laughs> because Siege has actually like done a lot of like different tweaks to characters or well, different operators. And 
different weapon changes as well. But again, that's the same thing with with uh, with Overwatch. Like you, you you balancing out your game to make sure things are fair is is the same should shouldn't be awarded give, being awarded. So I can't really in good faith put that. But also Fortnite literally just says, hey, let's just throw stuff in there to make the game more interesting. So I kind of have to put it up there. So if I had to pick a top three, it's literally going to be D2, considering how they drastically changed how everything works in the game. Whether it be for better or for worse, I put that in your hands. And then was the reason why it's up there. Fortnite, they literally come out with new shit like every week. Like it obviously takes them a while. And the new season with the Battle Pass, like things that happen to the map that pretty much continuously change it. And then there's also... Um, and then there's Norman's guy who literally started from the bottom and they are slowly improving. Like, you can't really say that for a best ongoing game, like, they haven't continually evolved No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky may have came out a very piece of shit game, but at least they tried to continue. Like, most companies would have just been like, this game's a piece of shit, let's drop it and just fucking write off. It's like a, like a fuck up. <laughs> to get it done of a siege. But they're doing the same. But No Man's Sky is doing the same thing they're doing. They're continuously updating the game to hopefully garner some a little more respect or credibility for people to come back and actually give the game a try. So I can't really write it off there. So honestly, out of all of these, I would have to say it's literally between Fortnite and No Man's Sky. And you know what? Just to be a dick, I'm not telling you which one I'm picking. <laughs> And I do mean my top three. So it could be Fortnite, it could be No Man's Sky, it could be Destiny. And now for the moment you've all been waiting for. Game of the Year. Contenders, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Monster of the World and Red Dead 2. Okay, I'm gonna make this quick. Red Dead 2. I hope you guys enjoyed this video episode. How do you do? I'm kidding. Um, when it comes to these ones, I'm gonna have to say Monster of the World really did have a really like big impact at first. But it slowly died down after a while because so many other games started to come out and kind of shadow over it. Um, Celeste is a really good game. It has a really good message. And it also kind of like it's like a very it's a good challenging game that has a really good message and is a lot of fun to play so as a curiosity i could honestly care less about that game because it's literally just like it doesn't feel like an assassin's creed game to me like at least in origins it's like all right i'm gonna be a sneaky boy because i'm literally like a hunted man whereas for assassin's curiosity it's like i'm a fucking mercenary nigga how are you an assassin <laughs> How? So, and then there's God of War, which honestly was a really good story. Like, I feel like if I played God of War with my dad, we'd probably bond over that shit. <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man was just a really fun game to play. If we're not talking about narrative, that it's still a really good game that I would recommend everyone to buy. And then there's Red Dead. So I believe that will be my top three. It would be God of War, Red Dead, and Spider-Man. So out of those three, I'd probably, like if I if it was my personal choice and not me trying to guess what people would pick, I would probably would say my personal one would definitely be Red Dead 2. Because 
I feel like I could play, like, if someone, like, sat down with me and we experienced that game together, we'd probably, like, butt heads on a few things, but we would still, like, have, like, a consent, like, a consensus of, like, what we want out of this story. Like, do we want to be complete and utter douchebag? Do we want to be complete and utter asshole? No, we just want to be the nice guy. We want to be, like, the, like we, we stealing shit, but we also kind of, like, being Robin Hood up in here. We, like, we helping folk. <laughs> Which, this is still one part in Red Dead confuses me. It's like, this is Navy dude. Well, not Navy, but, like, military guy who's like, Hey, I need money. And then when we talk to him, he's like, I just need a friend. I love that man. I love that man. He's wonderful. This company's wonderful. But, anyway, yeah. I feel like out of all these, I feel like Red Dead is going to win. Mostly because of, of the fact that how good of a game it is as a single player. And the fact that, well how long we've waited for this like i feel like when it comes to games that we've waited a long fucking time and we enjoy the living hell of it that's what usually makes it so good that we would actually put it up as game of the year so i feel like red dead is gonna win this one Well, this is about as good as I think the game awards are going to go. If you guys want to just kind of roll through everything and see what I said, then fine. But if you just want to sit here and yell at me about how wrong I am about anything I said, just leave a voice message. Leave me, tweet me at Mallymal Dixon. Or you could just not be mad and just leave me a like or... Follow, follow the page. It'd be great. I, I like, I love doing this. I, I, I enjoy doing this again. It was actually really fun. So if you guys just want to leave comments, like I said, leave a voice message here on Anchor and just, I'll get back to you guys on the next episode I do. And speaking of Anchor, uh, I think it's time for a sponsor. 